Welcome, Welcome, guys, gals, and and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Um, what am I listening to? Sick. You should be bad, Janet, for Halloween. I'll do it. I, think I, I love support them. it. I have a full leather. The hair is already there. Thank you. And I, I can burp see constantly. It. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm hey, sorry. hold on, I have something to tell you. The Good Place is the best show. Yes. Did you watch the finale? Not yet. <sighs> it has been part of my thing, but I'm not emotionally ready for it. I I'm gonna tell you the truth. It gave me like these beautiful dreams of the afterlife after I watched it. Mm-hmm. Like I was at like centered and at peace with myself like it lasted like two hours or something but like those two hours were really amazing that's beautiful (laughs) maybe that's what i'll get you tonight perfect do it i want to talk about it i'll text you as soon as i finish it good i don't know if it will be tonight (laughs) i need to rewatch marriage story i haven't seen it yet (sighs) i don't know if you'll like it i don't know that i will either apparently it was one of my top five favorite movies of last year and the three people that i've shared it with have all hated it hmm and now I'm seeing the discourse on Twitter about it. Right. And I'm like, I understand the perspective, the nuanced perspective that some people are having. Because some people are like, this is just people shouting. I'm like, well, if you watch one scene, that, yeah. yeah, yeah, that that's one what it sounds like. That one scene is going everywhere. And that's the only one that I've seen. I've been like, yeah. Well, and I'm so sad that people, that's the scene that people see. Because once you watch everything that leads up to that scene, that scene that is makes sense. delicious yeah. and wonderful. I was kind of thinking. Adam Driver's still an asshole for what he says in that scene. Sure. But it makes so much sense. And then people are like, this is just a lot of bad acting because people are shouting and screaming. And I'm like, no, you're missing the first parts where they're trying to work it out. Someone <laughs> says this wrong thing and it gets misinterpreted and then it starts building. This is that escalation of the smaller things that you haven't seen and you're just judging it for this one scene. So it's like The Affair. I've only seen the first season. No, first two episodes of The Affair. Did you not like it? No. God, one, because it. it's TV. Two, I didn't like Dominic Cooper. Dominic No, West. Dominic Cooper. Dominic West, because Dominic Cooper is from Mamma Mia. Yes. And Assorted <laughs> Tales. Yes. Um, no, it just wasn't for me. That's fair. I thought it was brilliant. It just ended this season and there was a monologue from a female character and i'm not going to spoil it for anyone who's listening but there's a monologue where i legit went fuck and had to set down my drink because what she was saying was so relevant and so interesting and like just like fucking you got a point girl shit we are in trouble like it was great. If you find it on YouTube, please send it my way. I will not watch that show. It doesn't make sense without the context. Oh, then never mind. I'll just miss out on it. But I'll okay. take your word for it. Take my word for it. It's great. And she does great. Who is it that delivers it? <laughs> no idea. Oh. Because <laughs> Ruth Wilson's not in it. She hasn't been in it for like the past two no, seasons. No, just one right? season. Oh, okay. Yeah, just this last season. Um, Who's having the affair? <laughs> who isn't actually uh, her daughter? Joni. Slut. In the future. Slut. Is the one having problems now. So now the show is in the future or does it take place in both timelines? Both timelines. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. I wish I knew who Joni was. Oh, God. <laughs> Her daughter. 
I didn't Ruth, know she had a daughter. Ruth Wilson's daughter. Mm-hmm. Ruth Wilson's character's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Affair Recap podcast. <laughs> Previously on the Affair, everything. But in reverse. Brendan Fraser. Naked. <sighs> he wasn't naked, but God, he was in it. I was... I'm very confused because that's the one thing that I knew for certain about the affair was Brendan Fraser was naked in it. Apparently he's not I, naked in it. I don't think he... I don't remember him being naked was in it. Was he in jail? Yes. Was he not naked in jail? No. I don't know anything I don't think so. My favorite hobby is to learn just like a small tidbit of information and then pretend that I know the whole thing. That's... I'm really good at that. Fair. Ask me about the L word. <laughs> Lesbians. I'm Boom. also good at that, but with the stock market. <laughs> Don't. It's too soon. It's too early. I know. It's too too soon. I can't talk about the stock market ever again. Me either. One, I didn't learn anything. Two, I can't (laughs) contribute anything new. And I already forgot what I said last time, so it'll probably just be the same points again, because I still feel very strongly that it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. You're right. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of I Couldn't Help a Podcast featuring me, Paige Clarno. And me, Joe Dana Montalongo. What's up? (laughs) <laughs> what's going on what's the 411 what was everybody's valentine's day like what's your valentine's day like uh my valentine's day consists of working 11 hours straight no and uh then going to babysit a very very cute puppy and potentially having a drink with a male friend isn't that dog old as hell maybe i don't know i never asked him <laughs> it's rude <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure that dog's like five or six at least. Um, at least five, yes. I think he might be nine. Don't quote me. <laughs> I'm going to. He's at least nine. Page Clono. <laughs> 2020. But either way, he still needs to be taken care of. But a drink. Yes. With a male companion. Yes. By choice? No, he's forcing me. <laughs> Sounds like going on a date with a man. <laughs> no. I mean, yes, by choice. It was a weird situation he told me that his um dad's band was playing somewhere cute and i was like oh my gosh that's so cute of them to do that and he's like yeah i'm probably not gonna go though and i was like we just got whiplash from two two back and forth text messages and all of a sudden i'm like what just happened what were we (laughs) because clearly it's not happening anymore Men are wild. <laughs> don't I know it. <laughs> I called him out on it. He just totally like floundered too. I was like, I don't. What happened? What? What? And he was just like, well, no, because like you said that you would you would go to their show even if I I wasn't going. So I was just telling you about the show, and I'm like, no, you fucking weren't. But okay. <laughs> I was like that's a dirty lie, but all right. Like I can't look on Facebook for myself. <laughs> So now you are going to go hang out with them? So, as it turns out, they are not playing. They were double booked. Um, And he was going... He was not going to go because he was going to be going out of town the next day. Mm -hmm. Now he is no longer doing so. So he's just going to hang out with me and the dog and and have a drink. Cute. Yeah. Cute. Nothing's going to happen. I don't know. You might get whiplash again. Uh, Yeah. What if he gaslights you? Oh my... No, he's not going to gaslight me because I called him out on it. I was like, what was that? You think men learn from their behavior? (laughs) What was that? (laughs) 
And he was just like, no, I realized it was creepy, which is why I said the follow-up with the, it was a go away. I'm like, stop it. Just stop talking. <laughs> stop talking right now. Well, that but, sounds like a fun time. But I enjoy him. I enjoy his company. So. Good. Do I know him? Uh, no. Oh, interesting. No. I don't know a lot of people. <laughs> I don't think you know him. If you do, then it's like a three degrees of separation kind of a thing. Mm-mm. You know, typical Reno. I barely do the one people separation. <laughs> Someone's like, oh, I know your friend. I'm like, I don't know which friend you're talking about. I always, I hated it when I was like dating pretty solidly. It would always come out. And so I just got to the point where on the first date, I would be like, okay, who do you know? (laughs) It's a small fucking town. We have someone in common. Let's just figure it out. Let's go on Facebook. Let's find our mutual friends. Mm -hmm. You know that I'm still banned from Tinder. Banned? Banned from Tinder. How did, what happened? I don't know. I was making a lot of good friends on Tinder. Okay. I had in my bio that I did this podcast. Mm-hmm. Here are some of my interests. Here are some of my dislikes. And when I was like, start a conversation, tell me about one of your bad dates. Yeah. Because I think that's a really fun way to start a conversation. And it is. And I got banned. How did you get banned? I don't know. And I try to like... And it doesn't like... It doesn't tell you why. It says your profile violated some of our guidelines or whatever. And it tells me the guidelines and it says non solicitations or whatever and i was like okay i didn't solicit- i didn't do that yeah and then i sent them an email and they're like we've reviewed your case unfortunately we're excited to keep our thing with it and it's attached to my facebook and to my phone number <gasps> so no. i either have to get a new phone number or create a whole new facebook which then doesn't make sense because then the parts of facebook that are supposed to come over to your <laughs> tinder right aren't there and then do i have to refriend everybody i'm not gonna go through that for Tinder. No, Tinder's stupid. Yeah, and I'm like, and now I've noticed because recently I was like, oh, I think I want to go on dates. I don't want to do anything serious. Yeah. But I think just like occasionally just going for a date sounds fun. Mm-hmm. And I can't download Tinder. So I'm like, how am I supposed to find dates? I can't go on Bumble. They don't, whatever. Why, why can't you go on Bumble? I don't know. Because I want to be the one that initiates a conversation. Okay, that's fair. And unfortunately, that's because also- of my whole setup, yeah. they will not let me do that. And then I'm not going to download Grindr. Absolutely not. No, Grindr's a little scary. Yeah, I, that's too much for me. <laughs> and then I found this other one that's like queer friendly and cool. Mm-hmm. But you have to pay for a lot of the services. And I'm like, well, okay. But there's a free version. But the free version connects with people all across like the United States. Oh my God. And I was like, can I get a local one? And they're like, you can for $5.99 a month. And I was like, this isn't, never mind. <sighs> that's terrible. So I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> I was on Coffee Meets Bagel for a little while. What the fuck is that? That is, like, designed to get you to fucking get out and, like, actually have a date. Oh, cute. Yeah. So, that one's kind of interesting. Um, what's the other one? Everybody's on Hinge lately. What's Hinge? Hinge is the exact same fucking thing as everything else, only it's supposed to be, like, more upscale Tinder. Can anybody get on it? Yeah. Oh, sick. I'm going to download it right now. <laughs> I've never made a match on on Hinge, which is why I deleted it. Um, but that's also because I'm just going through a phase where I think everybody's stupid, so... You know what? That's absolutely fair. What's it called? Hinge? Hinge. Why is it called Hinge? Um, I don't know. Like a door hinge? Yes. You know that I figured like out that just... door hinge and orange rhyme? What? what orange and door hinge. No. Yeah. You're pushing that so hard. No. no. Well, you got to say it with some flavor. Like, if it was in a musical <laughs> lyric, you could do it. Okay. Obviously not just like that. 
I never mean anything like that. I meant if I was singing this at the Hollywood Bowl. At the Hollywood Bowl. Where apparently there's a feedback problem. So you'll finish a song, hold the note, and then 10 seconds later is when people will start applauding. So you're like, oh. But for 10 seconds, you're like, oh, people hated what I did. Oh, no. I guess it's time to move on. Yes. And it makes setting up punchlines really, really hard. Because you'll do the punchline. No one laughs, and you just go on with it, and then people hear it, and then they start laughing, but then they can't hear what you just said. I I saw this whole behind-the-scenes thing where people were like, performing at the Hollywood Bowl sucks. Wow. It is not meant for theater. I've never been to the Hollywood Bowl. The only part, the only, like, reference point that I have for the Hollywood Bowl is the beginning of Beaches. Oh, my God. That's the only time I've ever seen it before in my life. I love Beaches so much. However, I love Barbara Hershey yes. more than I like Bette Midler. What? What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That is a hot take. Barbara Hershey, whatever her journey is, I am just so much more there for it than Bette Midler's. I loved them both so, so very much. Yes. Um, but I thought Bette Midler's character had more of like the flavor and I really liked her. I rewatched it recently. They're both horseshit. They're yeah. both horrible people. Yeah. Like they might as well be the fifth and sixth part of Sex and the City. Wow. They are terrible to each other and they never apologize. Then they just decide to be friends again. I'm like, that's horseshit. Y'all didn't resolve anything. You just died. (laughs) Sorry. Spoiler alert. Um, I've (laughs) driven past the Hollywood Bowl. I have a shirt from the Hollywood Bowl and I watch a lot of bootlegs from the Hollywood Bowl. Rent with Vanessa Hudgens. No. It was Nicole Scherzinger. Saw that there. No. Yes. Yes. And then Hairspray with Nick Jonas. Yeah. And then Chicago with Ashley Simpson. I love it. You watched recordings of that or you actually saw it there? Bootlegs. 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 Okay. Yeah, girl, you think I'm going to go to the Hollywood Bowl to watch theater? You think I'm going to pay money to watch a terrible show? (laughs) No. Ma'am. Oh, and a chorus line with Mario Lopez. God damn it, Mario Lopez. I hate Mario Lopez. (laughs) He's weird. I don't know. I don't know about him. Uh, he's... No. I just don't know about him. He's my least favorite in Saved by the Bell. He's my least favorite when he interviewed for E. And he's my least favorite in the chorus line. And that's interesting, because I hate a chorus line. Chorus line's not good. No, but I want to be in it. Really? I feel like that's the one musical that I could be a part of. Who would you be? I want to be the Puerto Rican. Okay. Because he doesn't get a solo. So I'm like, okay, all I have to do is be sad and be queer. And okay. talk about my parents being disappointed in me. I think I could do that successfully. Like, yeah. that's what I do on the podcast every single episode. <laughs> um, or I would love to be Mark Antony, and I would just have to sing about gonorrhea, and, like, how hard is that? Also, what I do on this podcast every single episode. <laughs> every single episode. And just dance. Yes. Like, I think I would be qualified for it. <laughs> 57 years, and they've never changed the fucking opening dance sequence. No, why would they? To make it better. No. No, none of it's good. So why would they make one part of it better? Also, if they started, then they'd have to finish, and they'd have to rewrite the whole thing. Hello 12, Hello 13, Hello Love. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite songs. Um, but the Glee version. Why? Because it takes out all the <laughs> tiny little parts. Fair enough. That don't matter. I also love Sing. But I also like the Glee version of Sing. No. <laughs> and the only part where I think that the stage show does it better is in Glee, they sing, um, guys are messing up their pants. And in the actual chorus line, they say, guys are coming in their pants. Oh, well. During sing. And I'm like, okay. Wild. That's the version I'm going to sing when I'm at karaoke. Fair enough. <laughs> Anyways, what are we talking about today? Um, We are talking about the perfect present. Is it 
It's not Sex in the City. That's just yes. the name of the fucking <laughs> the episode. Taryn Velma has recently posted, and she's like, um, is this always been true, or did it just change that it's always been sex and the city, and sex in, and not sex in the city? It's the Mandala-Mandala effect thing. What did you call it? I called it the Mandala effect, because that's what I've heard it said, but, I, but they're talking about Nelson Mandela. Yes. And so I don't know how to say well that's also that's interesting because it's also one of those things where i think it is mandala Mm -hmm. but a lot of people equate it to nelson mandela and us thinking that he was dead for so long when he was actually alive i thought that it was because we thought that he was in he died in prison but he didn't yes isn't he still alive no oh wait i don't know (laughs) we just did it (laughs) they got us that effect got us again. Well, in my version of that, <laughs> it was Christina Ritchie who was in that fucking movie and not Summer Glow. Fair enough. There you go. Man. Ugh. And in my version of it, Joaquin Phoenix did not win Best Actor at 2020's Academy Awards. It was Adam Driver. Fair enough. Although I am very happy that Parasite won as many awards as it did. Um, I almost shit myself. I was so excited. The second they got international film, I was like, no! Damn it. That means they've lost everything. And they got Best International Film, Best Director, Best Screenplay, and Best Picture. Fuck yeah, that's my movie. Yeah, once they won Best International, I was like, it's not getting any better than that. I'm going to (laughs) leave. That's when I left. (laughs) When they won, I was just like, okay, they got that. I'm happy. I'm going to take my ball and go home now. Like, that's it. And then I was home and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, this I is what best picture. I'm so Emily Scout excited. got up from her seat and did like a lap around the auditorium. She was so excited. It was so, it's just such a fucking great movie. Yes. All of it. Yes. Like acting, from start to finish. directing, writing, cinematography. Did you know that they built that whole house from the ground up? Yes, because that was part of the promotional campaign. It's letting you know that they did that whole thing. Bonkers. And the visual effects. And the visual... Every... Fuck. Everything. Brilliant. Go watch Parasite. It's back in theaters for a limited time to do. It's successful. Oscar King. Or just buy it. Sight unseen. Yes. Buy it. Support them. Yes. Because they're awesome. In the meantime, this is Sex in the City. (laughs) (laughs) It is season six, part one, or part A, episode three, The Perfect Present. The synopsis is... Carrie and Berger move firmly into the next phase of their relationship, with Carrie making the first trip to Berger's apartment. Miranda longs for Steve. That's it. That's the whole thing. Does she? No. No, she doesn't. She's mad about the condoms, but we'll get to that. Mad about the condoms. <laughs> Me too, bitch. Me too. I would have stole them. I would have. She doesn't need them. I don't care, though. I would have said nothing, and I would have taken them. And I would have put them in my closet for when I got lucky. That's what separates you and Miranda. Miranda's like, mm, could I be productive about this? Yes. Am I going to be? No. Am I going to be vengeful? Yes. yes. Am I going to drop my baby? Yes. yes. <laughs> well, let's just start with her then. We pretty much, like, spoiler alerted at That's this it. point. That's it. So, Miranda. Miranda. Um, has a very great line in this, though, that I want to bring up. Tell us. She says, the only one who should pay for your last relationship is the person who you go into the next relationship with. I hate it. I, it's awful and terrible and true. But hilarious. And hilarious. Yes. And I just loved that line, so I wrote that down. Which none of these other girls take into effect. No. Well, no one's listening to anyone else. Correct. So it's fine. Um, so Miranda 
is... <gasps> Are all four of these people theater people? Where essentially they just get together so that they can each perform their own monologue, not listen to anyone else and leave? Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I can see it. I want to have salons where people just do that. What do you mean? I just want to have salons, to be fair. Like a nail salon? Like a mm, hair salon? No. So, back in the day... Um, which day? Tuesday? Yes. Okay. Um, people, incredibly fucking rich people, and incredibly fucking rich people still do this to this day, um, will basically hand select people that they think are funny or interesting or will bring something amazing to a conversation and they will have a party. And sometimes they will pick an idea and make everyone talk about it. Okay. And sometimes they'll just be like, you're all interesting. Go. <gasps> And my my cousin, who I stayed with when I was in New York, mm-hmm. um, was invited to one. And, like, the type of people that she talked about that she met, I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, you met somebody who just became a billionaire by, like, inventing an app. Like... That doesn't sound interesting. Fucking bonkers. But, like, the people who do it are interesting. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, it's not... Like, it's a bunch of people who have all done something interesting Mm -hmm. so that they can talk about it and they're all, like, super interesting, intriguing people. Got it. And it's it's a little bit more difficult to understand because you and I are theater people and, like, most of the people out in the world are all, like, fucking accountants or something. Like, they don't have a lot of, like, passion or drive (laughs) or, like, talk interestingly about things. That's why fucking Pog podcasts are so popular Mm -hmm. is because like people aren't normally having these conversations in their everyday life so they need to seek it out that is ridiculous to me because if someone were to come up to me like i meant to nap i would say congratulations i'm so excited for you and there's like here's how i did it and i'm like the conversation's over i told you good for you but no like the fact that they invented this this app that fills this gap and now they're a fucking millionaire no you don't deserve to be a millionaire no, I mean, they're smart. <laughs> they totally, like, if I had an awesome idea and it made me money, I deserve that. That guy deserves that. <laughs> I just so, don't believe anyone should be a millionaire. Don't millionaire shame him. I'm going to. I'm going to millionaire shame anybody that I meet, even poor people. Okay. My uh, cousin is a journalist and so has lots of interesting stories and things to do. That's cool. And it's um, it's actually funny. So both of my cousins that I stayed in Brooklyn with when I was there uh, are both writers. And, like, they're amazing. They're the types of people that will find little hole-in-the-wall places to, like, go and eat that you never, like, you would have walked right past. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're amazing and, like, delicious. Like, 90% of, like, the most amazing food that I've ever had has been with them. And mm-hmm. not just, like, on this trip, just in general, like, in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Because they'll just be like, oh, my gosh, look, a random place. But, like, we could be stuck in jail together also and have the most amazing conversations just sitting at you know, a bare table. Like, they're just very interesting, amazing people. I think that's a lot of fun. If you were to go to jail, what would you go to jail for, do you think? What would I go to jail for? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Does SAS count? Because I would probably talk back to an officer and then he would just arrest me. No, you're white. They would just let you free. They'd probably give you, like, a medal. That's true. I've already gotten away with pretty much everything that I've done. So, there's that. (laughs) Which is really just, like, speeding. 
listen, that is still a privilege because I know some people who have not been able to get on a speeding ticket. Fair enough. And that is a nightmare. It's not fun. I didn't get out of it once, but I did yell at the police officer. <gasps> you yelled at a police officer? A badass page. No, I was mad. I was also 19. Ooh, fiery page. Wait, was I 19? I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Uh, yeah, I was 19. Um, so yeah, so I was 19. I was driving, um, and there was a truck in front of me, a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. It had a lawnmower in it. In the back. Okay. It was not tied down. (gasps) It was wild and out all over the place. And I was like, well, I'm going to get the fuck out of this situation. Right. So I passed them, right? Because that's what you do. You get out of the situation. Because if I had slowed down, it still might have, like, gone careening through my windshield. Correct. So I needed to get ahead of it. So I got ahead of it um, and got to the stoplight where I was in the um, leftmost right turn lane. Okay. Two lanes. Um. Cop pulls up behind me, stops, waits at the light with me. And I'm just like, do do do, all good. Uh, when the light turns green, he flips on his lights. Like, like the sirens, the lights, everything. And I go, oh shit, I have to get out of his way. He just got a call. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm in like, like I'm pretty fucking stuck. So, okay. So I flip on my turn signal, turn right. Uh, and this guy like, Let's me get into the right, right turn lane. The cop follows me. I'm like, fuck, I keep getting his way. Shit. <laughs> and so I'm like, ah, like, okay. And so I get into the next lane, which is going straight to right. go straight. And he's still following me. At this point, I'm like, oh, fuck, he's pulling me over. <laughs> and so I then turn on my turn signal again, get into the rightmost lane, and then pull over. And he comes at me. He came at me. So I, like, turn off everything, hands on the steering wheel, like, window down. I'm doing all the right stuff. And he comes at me and he goes, like, what the fuck was that? I said, excuse me? And he's like, what the fuck were you doing? And I was like, I was trying to get out of your way. When a police officer turns on a siren, you do try to get out of their way, right? And he goes... Well, you you were speeding. And I'm like, I was trying to get away from a fucking runaway lawnmower. Did you see that? No, you were just speeding. Okay, well, then why don't you write me a fucking ticket? Damn. That was it. I love it. I was mad. Yeah. Like, don't come, don't at, come at people like that. If, you, if you'd come up and you'd been like, like, buddy, that was kind of wild. I would have been like, I am so sorry. Like, hey, I let's thought, talk about it. Do you want I was, some coffee? I was trying to get out of your way, and then I was trying to get out of your way, and then I was like, oh, shit, you're trying to pull me over. I'm I'm dumb. I'm so sorry. But if you come at me like, what the fuck was that? I'll be like, what the fuck are you? I like that. Ooh, it was bad. Look at you. <laughs> I came a long way from the first time I ever got pulled over, and I cried. Ugh. Don't ever let them see you cry. Bald. It was the first time that I'd ever been pulled over, and he was very mean. Ugh. And, yeah. And I had my sister in the car. Oh, no. So then I started crying. She started crying. And we finally composed ourselves by the time we got home. And we walked in the door. And my mom saw that, like, both of us were totally crestfallen. And she goes, what happened? And we started crying all over again. (laughs) (laughs) So it was was a journey. Anyways. Miranda. Miranda. (laughs) So um, Miranda is upset because Steve is not taking the baby thing seriously, showing up 20 minutes late. Um, And then 
she wild <laughs> is that from out here or no out there? no that's roommate ryan watching something on his tv cute wild um so she goes through the diaper bag and finds a roll of condoms like i would say 12 yeah 12 in a roll um and a roll not a roll like you what? know you know what i'm saying in a strip a strip of 12 oh okay i'm trying i'm trying to enunciate and it's not working i thought you were like a roll but not a roll and i was like are there different kinds of rolls like not in a roll but, but like they- a roll of and then i was like <laughs> yeah we got it i was they're all connected there was 12 of them she yes. pulled them out yep she pulled them out a and string it was of like condoms a string of condoms and and everybody was just like holy shit like what's steve doing that's a lot of condoms and to be very kind of is um like especially like buying like i would grab a handful of those from like somewhere free but like buying a lot that's a lot of money i'm just saying (laughs) anyways so um fucking samantha is like who is this this new new girlfriend of his and she's like it's debbie and she's like huh (laughs) debbie does daycare (laughs) i loved that i thought that was so funny did you ever see that movie though no. Debbie Does Dallas. No. I saw Daisy Does America, the porn version. Debbie Does Dallas is a porn. Oh, no. Then I watched the other one. It's like the original porn. Like, it's like the... Not original porn. There but like... Go. I was like, listen, ma'am. Not like the original porn, but like the... What made, like, porn famous and all, almost mainstream. Fuck yeah. Um, It's hilarious. You should watch it. Hilarious? A hilarious porn? I thought it was hilarious. Because it's like... 70s porn. Ah, uh, delicious. So it's just like... She has a full bush? Merkin City, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, you can't even tell anything's back there. Oh, good. It is a full red curtain. That's my favorite. <laughs> she's a redhead? No, she's not a redhead. Damn it. You got my hopes up. I'm sorry. And my penis up. penis <laughs> up. Put it down. Well, I can't We're control doing her. doing a podcast. They can't see you. Um, so, yeah. So Miranda confront steve about this for which, no reason which i would never confront someone about condoms if i found someone else's condoms i would just put them back where they were or i would steal them yeah one or the other yeah i might see if it was if it was me in this situation i think i'd, I'd split them in half <laughs> i'd be like listen clearly you need this but also so do i <laughs> so we're gonna split it i would just put it back i was like this is none of my business yeah, I, I just, it's a, it is a weird thing to be fair. Like, I understand where she's coming from because stupid girl brain will be like, he put it there on purpose to hurt me. Mm-hmm. That's not what he did. He's just a dumb boy who forgot. Also, you're not going to put him in your pocket. Right. You're not supposed to. Yeah. So you just put him in the stuff where you're literally carrying everything else. Mm-hmm. Your purse, essentially. Yep. And... In the end, absolutely nothing was solved. They just decided on separate diaper bags, which is silly. After Miranda is screaming at Steve, she sets the baby on the couch and the baby falls. Yeah, that. Which, he falls into the diaper bag, so I guess that's metaphorical. It ended really, really dumb. 12 condoms to break his fall, so it was okay. Oh yeah, there's a lot of padding in there. (laughs) Also, that couch is super low to the ground. Yeah. Like, if you were to sit down on that couch, your knees would be in your face. Yeah. He was fine. The kid was fine. But I was still like, oh, god damn it. I hate it when people in a show or in a movie 
or on stage or whatever, set a child down while they're having an argument because you know that baby's going to fall. That's just the rule. Imagine her standing up and then just having like her hand on Brady's face just to put him in place, <laughs> just to keep him there. And she's that like, would be better. You need to take care of your stuff. This is so disrespectful. How much are you doing fucking that you need all these different condoms and the baby's just like. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Take a pillow out. Extra measure. Listen, that solves 100% of your problem. Yes, indeed it does. Because then she doesn't have a baby and then doesn't have to talk to Steve anymore. Boom. Nope. But she is still hung up on him, and that's why she's getting cranky about this. And that's the tea. Yeah. So there's that. Um, Samantha. Samantha. You want to start? You want to go move on to Samantha? Yes, because I love Samantha, and the storyline didn't make any sense to me, but I'll take it. Okay. I thought it was going one way, and then it didn't, and it ended up with something that we already knew, like, because we've seen it. Right. Yeah. So these girls are going to a breakup party. And by a breakup party, it's a purse party of someone who just broke up, has a lot of free time. Jennifer Coolidge plays the person who's upset. Yeah. Loves seeing her. Yes. Is making purses and has a purse party so people, her friends, can come over and see it and buy them. Yep. Is that how a purse party works? Uh, I don't know. At your salon, can I have a purse party in the corner? <sighs> Maybe. Never mind, I'm not coming. <laughs> and you're not invited to my purse party. <laughs> I was going to give you a sale, a discount, a coupon. And now coupon? you don't get one. Okay. You can buy full price from my store. That's fine. <laughs> I like to support my artists, so. Thank you so much. I wouldn't have taken your coupon anyway. I just pat them on the back and say, you're doing a good job. I refuse to pay full price for anything, including something you made. <laughs> and that's. That's that. That's that. <laughs> They're there. They see a familiar face. A waiter that Samantha has previously fucked. Smith Jared. Right. Who goes by Jerry right now? Yes, she changes his name later. I thought his name was always Smith. So when he's like, his name's Jerry. I was like, Paige, you're a fucking liar. This is Jerry, not Smith. (laughs) Oh my God. No, his name, his real, real name is Jerry Smith. And that sounds dumb. Yeah. Jerry's an ugly fucking name. Right. So she changed it to Smith Jared, which is classic. Which works best. Works so much better. And it has one of my favorite lines where Charlotte looks at him. She's like, doesn't he look familiar? (laughs) And Samantha's like, oh. Oh, yeah, I fucked him. him. <laughs> and then Carrie just looks at the rest of the group like, oh, yeah. That, that guy. Because it narrows it down so much. <laughs> that was snarky as hell. I, I thought that it. was so fucking funny. I nice. think the girls' acting was on point this episode. I think the writing was terrible. Yes. But I think the girls were super... They were on it. They were in a groove. Yeah. yeah. They were super punchy. I don't know if they none of them wanted to be at work these way, th- th- <laughs> this week. So they were all just like, punch, punch, punch. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Right. We have a sale to They're get to. They're just like, this is it. Goodbye. Yeah. And so Samantha and Jerry hook up at this party. Hot. Also. Hot. In the back, up against the, uh, like, the glass um, holder, holder. Like, the plastic things. Thingies. Yeah. <laughs> the crates? The, the glass crates? Yeah, the glass crates. And then Jennifer Coolidge finds them, and because she's emotionally distraught, fires Jerry. Yep. And tells them they're disgusting. They keep fucking. <laughs> That's my favorite part. That, I need to be a Is that like he that. just went right in, back into it. He's just like, well, that happened, and back to this. And back to this. <laughs> and then later on, Samantha has him over. They're having sex again. Mm-hmm. And then she tries to give him $300 because he got fired. Right. Which, I see where she was coming from. Uh-huh. I get it. I understand. Um, but also, yeah, that's prostitution. What's the problem? Take your money and go. That's $300. Yes, but also, we forget that he's a nice guy. 
Right, but so he, he knows she do doesn't care about nice him. guy things. Like, uh, I don't think he does. Well, in the second, like I mean, the I third time that, they hook up this episode, he's like, "You don't even know my name." Right, like he knows, but he doesn't. Like he doesn't think that it's not going to go anywhere, which is why he brings it up. I feel like any dude who is like, "This bitch doesn't even know my name," so I'm just going to get it and go. He wouldn't be like, "You don't even know my name. Guess my name." Oh, I think he that's a power wa- play. I think a man would do that. Really? As a power play, to be like, "You don't know my name, huh?" Kind of like, because men love pointing out flaws in people. I don't know if you've noticed. Oh, I have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets upset after the $300 tip leaves. They're hooking up later where she's like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be the one who serves you. Right. Has this gorgeous made outfit on with mm-hmm. delectable side boob. I mean, to be fair, it's really just the apron. You're correct. It's just, uh, yeah, she's just... I mean, what else does a maid wear? She was just... An apron. <laughs> Empire Records, it up. I, Did you not see that movie? I saw it one time and I had a blast, but I was high as fuck because I don't remember it. Oh, it's great. There's a scene where Renee Zellweger's character comes out in the, like, um, the aprons that they're supposed to wear when, like, corporate America buys them out. Mm-hmm. But, like, literally just in her underwear and the uh. apron. With Isn't the, she like with, a 17-year-old in that? The, the side boob, yes. And that the whole point is that they're really, really young trying to fuck an old guy. Yes. I hated it. I but, love Renee Zellweger's performance on the roof of Empire Records. But it's Maxwell Call. Yeah. <laughs> it's yes. the guy from Grease, too. I remember that. And I was like, wait, we talked about this before, and I can't yes. remember why. Yeah. I thought it was Tab Hunter, who was also that's fair. in Grease, too. Yes. I think that's what I was connecting. That's fair. She puts whipped cream on his body. Mm-hmm. That's where he's like, you don't even know my name. She's like, yeah, I do. Paul. <laughs> he's like, it's Jerry. And she's like, Jamie, let's do this. Yeah. He's like, it's Jerry. Jerry. And she's like, stop saying that fucking name, please. It's an ugly name. Every name that I've given you is better than Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. No hot person is who it? looks like in their 20s should be named Jerry. It's true. God, he must be old now. It just occurred to me. Oh, my God. What if this is Maxwell Caulfield? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. And then he says, you know, I'm not just a waiter, right? I'm an actor. And Samantha gets the worst look on her face and honestly, same. But I don't know what her issue is. I know what my issue is. She works in, in, um, like promotions. So she has to deal with them a lot, I think. Okay. So she's like, ugh, an actor. Yeah. Ugh. That makes sense. Actors are soul girls. Actors are girls. I yeah, have I had sex with an actor. No. You never had sex with an actor. I don't think so. I, think I mean, I- like they acted like they cared about me, but like never on <laughs> never in a capacity where they were on stage or in film. I think I've only exclusively fucked actors. Well, that, there's your problem. No, that's not true. I haven't. One was Italian, so it was like he was an actor. Oh my god. Librarian, <laughs> mechanic, banker teacher one works for the airport now but i don't know what they do (laughs) what's their passion getting on my fucking nerves what else japan okay that's it (laughs) those are the three things i picked up fair enough uh let me think um someone works in a hospital i don't know what anybody does that's wild no one Technically. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. I've, um, let's see. At least two actors. The act, two, two actors. Um, the Italian. 
What's your profession? I'm Italian. <laughs> I'm Italian. Um, I, he was in finance. I don't know. Um, yeah, because some of these things I'm like, oh, I don't care. Uh, and a scientist. One of them is a librarian in special collections. One of them is either a mechanic or works at a mechanic store. Mm-hmm. They're always greasy and look like they have interacted with a bunch of tools and they loved interacting with my tool. Hey Um one of them is a banker, was a banker. I don't know if they still are a banker. One of them is a teacher, I know that for sure. What grade did the teacher what did they teach? I don't know. Oh. Do you have a list? Yeah. Oh my I God. was I was checking my list because I was like, I'm missing someone, but I'm not. I've only I've I I've only had four sexual partners. I thought I had five. I'm gonna g- not right now, unless I can find it immediately. But I want to go through a list of people that I've interacted with their genitals. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's different. Then it is five. For me. Where is it? Wait. No, God. It's six. Oh, my God. <laughs> you fucking slut. The genital... If it, if genitals are getting involved, then it's... Untitled spreadsheet. Untitled spreadsheet. I don't want anyone to look for it. Okay. <laughs> One, I think they're in the military. Two, that airplane person. Three, I think they sell drugs. Four, I don't know, but they're really successful. Five, the people who help out a lawyer. I don't know where she is anymore. That's the teacher. That one works <laughs> at the hospital. That one was a banker. That one, I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> no idea. No idea. Student? Accountant? A student? No idea. I, well, I don't know what they do. Okay, that's fair. I just that, somebody legit, said that I'm to me once, through. where I'm like, "So, what do you do?" And they said, "I'm a student," and I'm like, "That's not a job. It's a full time job." Yeah, but it's not one that pays. Yeah, and it's not a passion. Like, some people really, really love being a student. I mean, don't get me wrong; I love being a student. If I could make money off of being a student, I would do it. You won't, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, sorry. So, yeah. Sorry. And that's how the episode ends. We had to, yeah, to turn. That's how Samantha ends. Um, is, is, yeah. That's it. That's just, it. Yeah, that's it. Nobody that's, gets a lot to do. No, basically she just keeps having sex with him. Even though she doesn't know his name. Yeah. Just, yeah. Anyways, Charlotte. And that's, that's what you missed <laughs> on Samantha. Um, Charlotte is... Driving everyone crazy because she's being overachieving in all of her classes. She's in accelerated Jewish classes, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why? Because no one cares that much. (laughs) And, like, does she really think that he's going to ask her to marry him sooner? Yes. Because she's now a Jew? Maybe she's ready. Maybe she's like, okay, so he won't ask me sooner, but there won't be anything in the way if I finish this sooner for whenever he wants to ask me. Right. And he's so cute because Harry's like, what are you doing? Because she's putting up a Christmas tree because the rabbi has told her that she cannot have a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm just putting up my last Christmas tree. And he's like, it's July. And she's like, that's right. So it doesn't count. (laughs) Which is cute. (laughs) And... It was really... Was it a real tree or a fake tree? Because where did she get a real tree in July? Um, I feel like the tree was white, and so it was fake. 
A white tree? Yeah. I don't think I saw a white tree. I could be crazy. I just was focused. Like, I feel like I was hyper-focused on the fact that she was talking about the... um, The ornament? The ornament that was blue. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the only thing that looks good with blue is white. Right. And so I just assumed that the tree was white. I might have, like... It's... Honestly... I might have mandala-affected my way to that. Um, But, yeah. So, he... She... She's like, this is it. This is my last tree. And he's like, we can have a fucking tree. Like, who cares? It's okay. And the fa- the thing that makes me the most angry about this situation, though, is the fact that he sincerely requested and said that he would not marry her if she wasn't Jewish. Mm-hmm. But he's less Jewish than any Jewish person I've ever encountered. And that bothers me. Because <laughs> if you're not like fully into it then why would you ask someone to do that for you why would you ask somebody to walk a walk that like on a walk you're not taking is it also for his mom yeah he said it was for his mom who's dead i was just like that's great but like so maybe then it's like hey this is the one thing we can super we can be super like but i guarantee you that mom mom also sincerely wanted him to be a better jew and he's not doing that either oh correct so but he's not going to do anything differently to better himself. He's a man. I guess. Fucking men. I Ugh. picked the one uncomfortable part of your couch to get comfortable on. You really did. I'm not even sitting you're on like, a cushion anymore. I'm sitting on the wood that's stabbing into my hip. Yeah, you're in the in the Ryan crack right now. But it is <laughs> delicious. Okay, good. I like to be here. I'm glad. Um, In my childhood home growing up, my I had a bunk bed that was like attached to the wall it came with a house and it had drawers underneath it and then it had this little like shoe hole where so it started up against the wall and then where the bunk ended and my whole mattress was Hmm. and there was all the drawers and that was the entire length of the hole right in the middle at the bottom and you could just put all your shoes in there so you can grab them okay i was tiny i would just hang out in that little hole (laughs) Very uncomfortable. There was exposed nails, like, probably everywhere. And I would just hang out in there because it was my favorite thing in the whole world. And if I wasn't there and I needed a little bit more room, I would climb up to the top bunk, Mm -hmm. which we used just for storage. Right. That's where my typewriter was. So I would just be out there click-clacketing. And people would be like, why are you hanging up? There's no mattress up here. There's no cushion up here. It's not comfortable up here because we know what we put up there. And I'm like, my typewriter's up here. And they said, you can move your typewriter to, like, a table. Somewhere more convenient. I'm like, no, I'm going to climb up to my bunk, which is very, very dangerous (laughs) because there's no good space. And there is, I was really tiny. So you needed a ladder to get up there. So I would just try to like hoist myself up. I would constantly just have like bruises all over my chest because that's what I used to hoist up. And I would just be up there like clack, 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 typing away. (laughs) I did something similar. I had my closet was just like a regular wall closet Mm -hmm. um and then it had a shelf up top Mm -hmm. where i kept all of my um stuffed animals that people gave me because i just walked around circus circus looking cute oh cute um and i would hang out up on that shelf because i was that tiny so i would climb up to that shelf and just hang out there with all of my stuffed animals i actually wrote a story uh, on the wall up there, <gasps> like a short story, like on on that entire wall, and then I put on the wall 
my full name and like the date of my birth and then like a dash thinking that as a kid I was going to know when I was going to die later so I'd just fill it in. <laughs> and That is so yeah. cute. So I feel like kids just do that. I like, love that's that. That's a thing. And then there's like a comfort level to it when you're an adult too. Like if I'm not feeling well, there's two places in the apartment that I will just lay down that I really shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Like exactly right next to my bed on the floor (laughs) and then there was this other time that i got too high and i was too tired and too scared to go anywhere else um and so i ended up sleeping right outside of the laundry room that is so beautiful i remember that one yeah for like two hours (laughs) we have a new couch for our house and it came in this box and the box is perfectly sized to fit me (laughs) And I refuse to throw that box away because every now and then I just like to climb in that box and just be there. And I'll just play games in my phone while I'm hiding in this box. Not (laughs) not hiding because I'm not hiding from anybody. Mm -hmm. But I just close everything and I'm in this dark little thing. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm glad I paid this much rent for a two story, three bedroom house. Mm -hmm. So that my favorite room can be a box that I got a couch in. (laughs) I love it. I. It's the best. You're supposed to grow out of this eventually, right? No, there's a comfort factor to it. It's like I'm in a coffin. Sure. It's not my comfort level, but sure. (laughs) I think that's, I think I'm actively, I have always wanted to get cremated when I died. And I think the final present that I can give myself is like a nice coffin. And not like one with like cushions and pillows, like just a nice, like tight coffin. (laughs) Where you can put your ashes in? No, I don't think I'm getting cremated anymore. Oh, you're not getting I want to put my body in there. But it doesn't make any sense. So I probably will get cremated. I refuse to take up space as a dead person because like, what is that for? I don't belong to a religious entity that demands that I be buried underground. Yeah. Throw my ashes somewhere. Eat them. Mm-hmm. For some reason in the Jewish religion, you are not allowed to use any form of like preserving the body. Mm-hmm. Like the body goes with you, basically. Yeah. Um, so that's why they have um, the funerals right away, like within three days of them dying. Mm-hmm. And then they sit Shiva for a whole month because people who couldn't make it, like from outlying areas, who couldn't make it with such short notice to the funeral would come by and visit the family and like, you know, give them food and stuff. That's gorgeous. Yeah. That was the whole point of like sitting Shiva. When my grandparents died, they died separately and like years apart. Um, My dad would tell me today that they were dead. And two days later, they had already had the church service. They had already done everything. They were already buried. I don't know if that's Catholics. I don't know if that's Mexicans. I don't know if that's how people do it in my town. Maybe but... he just lied. Because he didn't want you to make it. Wow! <laughs> you know what? I don't... I don't I, disbelieve I, it. My dad's that bitch. Honestly, I don't know that I would want to expose a child to death. Like, at a, at a young age My anyway. grandpa just died. My grandpa just died. Oh, like, he just died. Four months ago, maybe. Oh, first of all, I'm sorry. Second yeah, of all, the fact that that still tracks is pretty upsetting. <laughs> My dad's a villain. Fair enough. My dad have been, and I have been feuding for the past two months. Wow. It's fine. It, is it? Yeah. Okay. I, dude, I have unattached, <laughs> so hard. I don't have parents anymore. I've decided. Oh, oh but your mom's so cute. Yeah. Okay. And, <laughs> and what about it? <laughs> She refuses to grow, and so does my dad, and I can't have that, because I'm a person who wants to grow. That's, it's difficult for people to think, to get to the point where they know they need to grow, mm-hmm. 
And I don't know that the older generation has that capacity. And I want to be a better person and be like, I will help you grow no matter how stubborn you are. Nah, I got shit to do. No, I have enough yeah, things to worry about. Yeah, you got stuff. I man. cannot be your savior. Mm-mm. If you want to grow, I am here to help you out. I will listen. I will mm-hmm. converse with you. I will help you on the steps. I won't do the work for you. Yeah, well, that should be that for everything, though. I just um, saw one of my Facebook memories today, mm-hmm. which was very much um, like three paragraphs in the first paragraph was thank you to everyone who has allowed me space to make mistakes and to grow from them and has loved me unconditionally, blah, blah, blah. And the second paragraph was like, having said that, though, going forward, I will not be continuing to like foster relationships in which people aren't trying to grow, grow together or learn together or do positive things together. If you're stuck in a rut, I will offer my help. And if you refuse my help or if I have to do all the work for you, I am out. I am done. And I was like, damn, I was popping. Yeah. I don't remember what year that was, but I'm like, to this day, I keep it real. Because very much the second someone's like, I'm going to be stuck in my ways. I refuse to grow or learn. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, bye. You won't hear from me for months. I, yeah, I've... It's hard for me to get behind because I've never, ever been that person. Which person? Like, the person that's just like, I'm good here. Yeah. Because that's not how I was raised. Like, any time I ever accomplished anything, my dad was like, cool story, what's next? (laughs) So that's just what I do. Like, if I accomplish something, I had... So there's this positivity podcast that is programmed into my Alexa, so I listen to it every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And one day last week... It said something to the effect of, you know, you need to, to, to boost yourself up and, like, remember your accomplishments. So think back to the last time that you, you know, really felt very proud of yourself, you know, and and what you accomplished. And, like, just think about that amazing thing that you did. And I went, shit. I can't think of anything. Yeah. I can't think of anything that I accomplished and felt proud of. At all. Because I've always been like, well, shit, got through that. Let's move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And it's friends like like um, our friend Emily, who does these movies with us, that she was just like, really? You feel that way? And I'm like, yeah, I do feel that way. A lot. And she was like, you realize that the job that you have, like, 25 million people went for and you got it? And I was like, No. I didn't think that there was any more than, like, three people that were going for that job. Mm-hmm. And I still think she's kind of full of it, but... um, <laughs> That's my number one problem. It's either it's I have not- people who don't support me at all, or people who overhype me. There's like, oh, mm-hmm. you went to work today. Good for you. I'm like, fuck you. I don't see that, like, the small accomplishments thing... I feel like that's really good for people who are so severely depressed that getting out of bed is something. Absolutely. And they need that, and I respect that, like, space. But don't tell me, like, good for you, you went to work today. Fuck you. Yeah. I have to go to work. I have to. Let's... I'm like, that's not an accomplishment. I go to a job that I don't like. Mm. See, I go to a job that I love, but, like, I still... It's challenging. It has its challenges. And sure, there are some days where I wake up where I go, I really don't want to do that today. And... Like, I still do it, but I don't consider that an accomplishment. No. I consider that adulting. Do we just figure out that we're just both broken people who can't? 
acknowledge our own <laughs> accomplishments and joys and happinesses. Um, potentially, yes, we could. That could be a, a part that's. And I mean, that's why I have that stupid podcast to begin with, though, is mm-hmm. like so that I can think about positive things and start my day with something positive, so that I'm not bringing myself down and being negative. But it just had the opposite effect when it told me to do that. I was like, "Are you kidding? Fuck you!" And that's also interesting because I feel like I am a positive person. And I can acknowledge positive things, but I like I think positive things are different from my accomplishments. Mm-hmm. So I'll see positive things. I'm like, oh, today I did this and that made me feel good. Today I talked to this person and that made me feel good. Today this I, experience happened and I handled it and that makes me feel good. But that's not the same thing as an accomplishment. Right. And I don't have accomplishments. Right. Well, and- I have things. I have to-do boxes that I ticked off. Right. And or I have you- experiences that I have lived, which I'm like, I'm yeah. thankful and proud of these But they're not accomplishments. They're not work that I did that then paid off. And, I mean, yeah, there's stuff that I got through. Yeah. Honestly, that's it. And then there's stuff that I got lucky. But I don't consider, like, I guess I just don't consider, like, the definition of achievement is something that right now, like like what I'm feeling with romance right now, where I'm just like, that's great for other people. That's not for me. Mm-hmm. Like, achievement is not something that I have. Romance is something that other people can have, but is not ever going to be a thing for me. And it's so weird. Like, it's such a, a weird thing to think, but that fucked me up, like, for the whole rest of the week, where I was like, nothing. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was just like, well, because I, and I'm also just not that person because again, I grew up with my dad going, cool story, what's next? And so it's not ever about living in that moment of this happened and I contributed to it. It's what's next. Parents. (laughs) Parents. There are some people who I talk to, because I used to think that I was super close to my parents because we would tell each other everything, which I still feel. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't think my parents were great parents. I don't... Like, I didn't learn from my parents. I I don't feel supported by my parents. I feel loved from my parents, I think. I feel their definition of what they think love is. But, like, the love that I get from other people, I'm like, oh. No. (laughs) I don't get that from my parents at all. I... I don't... I think that all parents have their problems, for sure. Um, But, yeah, like, my... I think everyone's parents do the best that they can do. And sometimes that's leaving someone in a hot car. And sometimes it's like teaching them how to balance a checkbook. None of these things. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like there, I don't know that anyone is actively being like, haha, I had this kid so I could go fuck it up. Like they're, they're all doing the best that they can do. It's just, they have their own trauma. Yeah. From which to, to do and that's why I really wish that you'd seen the affair because the whole like last season has this really interesting take on trauma being passed down from generations I can't do it right now and <laughs> she's in a sensitive spot that's why I yeah. rewatch Bear's story all the time because mm-hmm. I'm like oh that is someone else's trauma <laughs> that's beautiful I love seeing that breakdown I can't relate when my parents were getting divorced everyone celebrated yeah like this is good this is done we're, up, we're good that this is happening. Right. There's no love left there. And I was like, it was about time. And 
you know, they're all going to be different, though, too. Like, it was different. It was different with Chad and I. Like, mm-hmm. it was... The love is still there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't love him less than I did when I was married to him. Mm-hmm. But we weren't good for each other. We weren't growing mm-hmm. as people together. And there was a lot of codependency. And it was a perfect match of codependency, to be fair. Like, I love giving to people and I love helping people. And he loves letting people help him. So, like, it worked out for a little while, but then it was a lot of burnout. But everybody's, everyone's story is going to be a little bit different. And, like, it just sucks. It sucks. I hate (laughs) being alive. It all freaking sucks. But that does tie into this episode. Like, Carrie's, I couldn't help but wonder, is can you get to a future when the past is present? I think you can. If you deal with it, if you handle it, if you keep trying to ignore it, you are the accumulation of everything that's ever happened to you. Mm -hmm. And you can't start a book at chapter 13. Right. You have to read chapters one, two, three, four, five, or at least watch the recap thing at the beginning of the episode. (laughs) It still won't make sense to you, but at least you'll have some clue on what's going on. Yeah. And my life TV show is like fucking Glee. Imagine jumping into Glee season four. You're like, why are all these kids singing? Who's that? Why is that one fucking that one? Why are the adults here? What is this happening here? It'd be a fucking nightmare. Even rewatching the fucking Here's What You Missed on Glee. God, it was so terrible. That show is so stupid, but do it. I love it. I, I, yes. I hate love it so much. I just love it, love it. I've never hated a single moment. I've been frustrated at terrible writing. But I was there every... When was it? Tuesdays or Wednesdays when a new episodes were released? I was there ready and waiting to see what new adventures we had gotten into. Dude, I I loved it up until the point where they split it between like New York and Ohio, and which I was, was a like, dumb decision. I fucking can't. They could have split anymore. that TV show, and then we would have like Glee canceled, and we could have been New York mm-hmm. Glee, and then people would have been like, "Great, you took the parts that were working." We would have followed that because it was Lee Michelle, Chris Colfer, Naya Rivera, mm-hmm. with occasional guest stars by other people. Yeah. They literally had the perfect opportunity to drop the dead weight, but it had to be about that school and it had to be about helping these loser kids feel good about themselves. And like, I appreciate that it jump started, um, Melissa, what is it? Benquist? Courier? Benoit. Benoit? Is mm-hmm. that? Wow. Well, I, I don't know. Cause there's but- a, another celebrity whose last name is very similar, if not the same. I'm not too sure. But his name was Benoit. And then I've heard her as Benoit or Benoist. Okay. So I don't know. Melissa B. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it did help her career a lot, and she is really, really good, and I really enjoy her. So, like, I'm glad that it happened, but also, I didn't want to watch it. I... I actually, like, forced myself to watch the rest of it later on, mm-hmm. after it had been over for a while, and it was a rough, rough thing. Yes, ma'am. Seasons four and five were hard. I think season six... They shortened it down to 10 or 13 episodes, and they said, all right, fuck it. We're going tits to the glass. Let's go. <laughs> and it was so great. It was terrible. Anyways. Oh, anyways. Past, present, future. Yeah. How can you get to a future when the past is present? And I think, yeah, what, what you said, you need to learn from the past to step into the future. Like, she really wanted... To ignore that Burger had an ex-girlfriend. 
Yeah, like, violently wanted to ignore. And I don't understand that. Because Carrie is an adult who refuses to grow to learn and expects things to go fine for her. Yeah, but she just so wanted to be like, you're what? You're what? What's happening? Oh, uh, and he has to keep reminding her because they're in his home this entire time. Right. That she does. I listen. I don't know who this ex-girlfriend Lauren is, but I would not decorate an entire goddamn apartment tastefully and then move out of it when we broke up. I don't care if I was the one who cheated. You go. Bye. <laughs> You're a writer. You can live in a closet. Bye. Unless you moved on to something better, we don't know her life. Uh, maybe, but, like, I decorated that place. I'm at least taking a lot of cool shit with me. And we don't know that she didn't. Maybe. It Imagine she decorated so cool she was able to take 75% of the house. And it still looked awesome. And it still looked great. Because what is the standard? It's a male's bachelor pad. Mm-hmm. As long as there's not slime and crunchy carpet, like... We're pretty impressed if, yeah. if, like, the floor is clean. Yeah. Oh, my God. My favorite thing about watching this episode was when Carrie's like, oh, I was expecting a two-foot bong. <laughs> and then Paige is just like, what the fuck is a foot bong? And I looked at her dead in the face because I didn't know she was doing a bit or not. <laughs> no. And she's like, is that a... How do you smoke using your feet? And I was like, no, bitch. Two-foot bong. And Paige is like, oh, okay, so one for each foot? What does it matter how many there were? And I'm like, no, the bong was two feet tall. And just that clarification on your face was so beautiful. It was so... Oh, I'm so fucking dumb sometimes. (laughs) It happens. But also, this was... I was not... I thought that was clear as hell. (laughs) Normally, I'm the one who's like, Paige, what does this mean? And you have to clarify it for me. So it was great just to have a little reciprocity. (laughs) Glad that you enjoyed it. Oh my god, are you blushing? I'm just... (laughs) I'm so embarrassed that I was... Because I just don't... Listen, I don't know about drugs. (laughs) Everything that I learned about drugs I got from the D.A.R.E. program, you guys. I don't know anything about anything. So, like, literally, if you say two foot bong, I'm going to think two separate feet and two separate bongs. And because people make bongs out of everything, right? Potatoes and cans. Oh, my God. A foot bong? Like a bong out of a foot? Yeah, that's what I thought it was. was like a bong shaped like a foot. That's not even what I thought you thought it was. I thought it was like, I thought you thought it was a foot activated bong. I thought it was like. you had to step on it to smoke on it or something. Like a pedal. Like a pedal. Like a piano. No, I thought. Oh my God. I simultaneously thought that it was both of those things that it was. That's why there's two. There's two. One for each foot and it was foot shaped. And I couldn't understand how you could smoke with your feet. And you know whose fault it is? It's the people who are talking now about how you can taste stuff with your testicles. So God, I'm, I'm so done with that conversation. Now I'm just, I, everything's possible. <laughs> Do you remember what D.A.R.E. stands for? Drug Abuse Resistance Education. You're such a fucking nerd. Oh my God. I was like, drug and. <laughs> Drugs are really... <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> Drugs. And I could not think about could it. Not. I was struggling and I still have a dare shirt. That's. I made it into a crop top. Yes. I love it. Thanks. I didn't even get a shirt. I just got a hundred on the quiz and then they were like, yeah, if everybody gets a hundred, then like salt and pepper is going to come to your school. No, they didn't fucking come. Cause guess who's the only one who got a hundred because she loves salt and pepper. Me. <laughs> 
Cage tour than I've ever heard in my whole life. That is the real, real reason why I would, did so well at Dare. It's because you wanted Salt and Pepper to come. I wanted to go to a Salt and Pepper concert so bad. I loved them. I still love them. In our elementary school choir, we got to sing a song for the Dare program. And I forget the name of it, but essentially it was like, I don't do drugs. I don't do cigarettes. I don't do alcohol because I'm so smart. Yeah. And I'm like, today's day. I've done all of those and I'm still smart. What's up? <laughs> it was so stupid. And it was like a full two and a half minutes on. That's a long song. And I don't know why that part has always stood out for me. I can't remember any part else. Isn't but it, I remember that. It's so weird. The shit that sticks with you. Lately, um, I have had... When I was young, I thought I was going to do it all. I thought I was going to be unstoppable. I was going to be an astronaut, a songwriter, a musician, an actor, a doctor. I thought I was going to be Indiana Jones. I thought I was going to be Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns as Catwoman. Oh, yes. I thought I was going to design stuff and furniture and clothes and have my own magazine. And I started my songwriting career early. And I wrote probably like 20, 25 songs. I remember like having a book of songs. Oh my God. Can't tell you what any of them are about now. But recently, probably in the past month, month and a half, every single day I have remembered the pre-chorus and the chorus to a song that I wrote. Yeah, And it is so stupid. And I'm every now and then I'll just be singing my own song in my head. And I'm like, oh my god, I feel cool. <laughs> and I have to incorporate it in something just to pay off to that little dreamer. I love that. Thank you. That's so beautiful. I wrote seven poems and one song. Oh, cute. When I was a kid. And... I know that it's written down somewhere in the storage unit. <laughs> the ex that the I share. The storage unit. Uh, that's going away. He bought a house. <gasps> Congratulations. So he's um, obviously, he, he was so funny. He and I sat down, like, had dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, so, you know, bought this house, moving at the end of uh, February. Um, so how do you want to do this with the storage unit? Because it still has all of our stuff in it. And I said, I think you should probably just move everything into your house, sort it all out, and then the stuff that you don't want or can't use, we'll go through together and we'll figure it out. Yeah. And he said, okay, good. That's what I was going to suggest too. And I said, okay, cool. Is that it? And he was just like, this is so weird. That was like the healthiest conversation about separating stuff. I love in that. the history of anything. And I'm like, that's probably true. But like, I have a, a lot of the stuff that I already want. And the stuff that's in there, he could probably use more than I could. Mm-hmm. And I, like, why would I be like, no, you can't have this? Like, no, go and furnish your apartment mm-hmm. with all of the things. And whatever's left over, we'll talk about either selling it or I'll take it. Like... It works. No big deal. Like, who cares? Like, it's not a big deal. I'm excited. That That's actually really cool that you were able to have that conversation. It went by so easily and so mm-hmm. healthily. I love yeah. that. Yeah. It was totally fine. And he's he's been going through a lot lately. So he's very excited about this house. Shout out to Chad. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely, like, I would never do it anyway, but I especially would not be harshing on his mellow right now. Fuck like, yeah. he's, he should be excited. That he's a homeowner of a cute little, like, 1950s house. Oh, cute. Yeah, it's in Sparks. It's, like, literally down at the other end of the street from where you used to live. Like, not oh. not the end of, end of the street, but, like, way far down. Oh. Like, by the Sinclair Station. 
Okay. Like, right over there. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like how I give directions? I'm like, you know, right over over there. It were, I, I could picture what you were saying and yeah. doing. I love it. <laughs> um, so, Carrie. Carrie. Uh, she's sleeping over at Burgers and he has a rainforest sound machine. I fucking hate that. I need it to be absolutely quiet when I go to sleep. I need it to be dead fucking silent. I need no light, no sound. I can't fall asleep with everything else, but my preferred conditions are tomb-like. Mm-hmm. No sound, no light, no body. Just me and my rat friends. Yep. I um, saw a guy for a couple of months once, and I... Mm, twice. Twice I spent the night at his house. Mm-hmm. And he would just put on old episodes of some bullshit show on Hulu. No. To sleep to. No. And I was like, I've never seen these episodes before. Now I'm just staying up all night watching fucking Living Single or whatever the fuck was Uh, on. At least it's good taste. Like, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that good. Uh, It wasn't good taste like that, unfortunately. It was like... The Honeymooner. I don't even remember. All I remember is that it was something that I had stopped watching because I didn't like it. And so to be seeing... And he would randomly put it on. Like, it's not like he would be like, okay, start in season two of this. He would just literally pick a random episode. That's chaotic. And then go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Right? I would be anxious going to sleep knowing that I was sleeping next to someone like that. Yeah. I hated it. Those is why I never went back. My sister... For the past six years, every single night she goes to sleep, she has to put on a movie. A movie she's already seen. It'll be months-long stretches where she'll just watch the same movie every night before she goes to sleep. Okay. Um, when did The Great Gatsby come out with Bowles Lordman? Uh, I don't Like six, seven years ago, maybe? Okay. When the Blu-ray was available, uh-huh. she bought it the first day because she wanted to see it. Okay. It has been sitting with her movies unopened. For the past six slash seven years. Wild. A month ago, a couple weeks ago, I think a month comfortably, she finally decided she was going to watch it. She watches the first 20 minutes and uh-huh. falls asleep every single night. <laughs> this has been happening for a month now. Oh my God. She has seen the first 20 minutes of that movie every single night, has not finished the movie. Does she hate it? Yes. Okay. But also that's what she uses to go to sleep. Fair enough. And before that, it was Thor Ragnarok. Or before that, it was Endgame. And then it was Thor Ragnarok. And then it was Straight Outta Compton. And then it was Beauty and the Beast. And then it was Frozen. And she'll oh just watch these movies every single night to go to sleep. And it's none of my business. We don't share a room. I don't hear anything that's happening from her. But I know that she's doing it. Right. And I know and that she has like- seen these movies. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Watch something else. And she says, no. If I watch something else, I'll stay up to watch it. I'm like, that's not true, because you won't finish The Great Fucking Gatsby. Yeah. I don't like that movie, but I need you to fucking finish it so you can do something else. And it is none of my business, but I hate how much it stresses me out. Yep. I can't handle it sometimes. No. Because I feel like if it's on, that means that they're awake, and it just gives me anxiety. Like, thankfully, the roommate, like, has headphones. Mm-hmm. And most of the time is just listening to stuff with headphones. So I never know if he's listening to anything or not. Mm-hmm. But it's still, like, if I see lights flashing or something like that, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What is going on? Who is here? Yeah. What's the foreword? Also, why aren't you sleeping? Right. 
I can't. It's the same, like, thing with the... He'll leave, like, the light above the stove on no. constantly. And it comes through my my um, door. Yeah. Because nothing's plumb in this fucking house. <laughs> and so it'll just shine through and I'll be like, what? What's happening? I have scared the living shit out of him because he'll get super fucking high and then he'll go into the kitchen to get a snack but because he's high he's in there for a while mm-hmm. and he's in there for long enough that I've woken up and I've been like what the fuck is happening is there a fire what's going on and I will cu- get out of bed and I will come out to see what's happening mm-hmm. and he's wearing his headphones and so I'll tap him on the shoulder to see what's happening and he'll lose his fucking mind <laughs> Like, so much so that when I see the light turn on in the middle of the night now, I set a timer for 15 minutes. If he still has the light on in 15 minutes, then I'll go out. (laughs) This is a nightmare. It's crazy. I, if I need to get anything, I'm walking around in pure pitch black. Yeah. I will bump into everything. I will probably cause a bigger (laughs) ruckus, but I refuse to turn on any light. Yeah. Um, When I was living with Challen, he would get so upset. Because anytime he would just go into a room and turn on the light, I would just turn it off. <laughs> and he's like, I'm still in here. I'm like, right, but you're going to forget to turn off this light. <laughs> and like at night, he will, our bathroom was right next to our bedrooms. And he would turn on his light, turn on the hallway light, turn on the bathroom light, realize he wants some water, go to the kitchen, get that <laughs> light and not turn them off and then go back to his room. And then I have to wake up and turn off all these lights. Or we'll just be in the living room. He'll go to his room, turn on the light in the hallway, go to his room, <laughs> grab something that he knows where it's at, turn on that light, come back and leave those on. I'm like, turn off your light. Yeah. And now to this day, it is so stupid. I've almost fallen off my stairs. Um, I will be in the, I will be downstairs. I will turn off like their living room and kitchen and dining room lights. And I'll be heading upstairs and there's a light in the hallway. And then I'll turn that off. As I'm going up the stairs, even though you can turn them off when you're up top. Right. But I just refuse. I refuse. And then I'll turn them up up there so I know where my front or my bedroom door is. And then turn them off and go directly to my door. It is a nightmare living with me because I'm just like, every light always needs to be off. See, I love... I'm definitely, like, addicted to turning every goddamn light on in the house, like, when I get home. But when it's time to go to bed, every single goddamn light better be off. Yes. But the roommate doesn't like pitch darkness. And so he can deal with it. I got him the mushroom nightlight. Oh, cute. Because I'm like, okay, here's the, here's like the, what, yeah, what I'm willing to do. Like, do not leave that fucking light above the stove on every single night as a nightlight. That makes me crazy. But I will give you that light. You're so polite. Uh, it's, there's natural light. There are two windows upstairs that we do not have covered. There's a light coming through that one, a light coming in there. That's all I need. Yeah, I'm I'm all about... If I'm going to sleep, it's all about the pitch dark. Like, recently, I just put a sheet over my... Because the, the blinds were not, covered, were not like, blacking out enough. Um, My bathroom... I got used to my bathroom having, like, a small window mm-hmm. that would allow a little bit of light in, and I thought that was perfect, because sometimes I don't want to turn on every single light. Mm-hmm. And it also had the... How many lights do you want to turn on? Three, one, <sighs> or the so vent. Nice. Super beautiful. I, I only... That always turn on the first one because sometimes there's also too much light yes my house has too much light except for in the dining room where there's not enough light (laughs) anything so we had to put a lamp in there but i was like fuck i hate this (laughs) i hate this so much i i need less light yes i just want to pretend that i'm a little bat i want (laughs) to live in pitch black i'll find my way trust me i love getting to know a space and then never having to turn on a light yes 
That's my my absolute favorite. I have to go pee real quick. Um, okay. So bad. Should I just I, tell people about my trip to New York yes, while you're gone? Okay, so you guys. <laughs> so now that Joe is gone, we're going to talk shit about him. It's going to be great. So, no, we're not going to talk shit about him. I went to New York, so I feel like I can be such a, like, resource for all things about everything. Uh, the one thing that was, like, the weirdest thing that I never anticipated was that it is so tiny. Everything is super tiny. Like, we would go to bars, and they weren't even the size of my living room. Like, just so, so small. And it gave me anxiety, because I have claustrophobia, apparently. So, I actually ended up walking the streets of New York more than I did anything else, and just looking at everything, because I couldn't stand to be inside. So, that's a... Fun story. He's washing his hands now, by the way. So he's almost done. But that is just one of the things that was wild about New York City. Um, He's singing now because he doesn't like anybody hearing him be in the bathroom. And I think that's the cutest thing ever. I love it. And that's it. That's what you missed on Joe. All right, let's finish this bitch up because I'm tired of talking about Carrie. That's fair. Um, so Carrie has accidental phone sex with Big. I don't know how you have accidental phone sex. I think if you are talking and it's getting slutty, then you can either just be like, well, I got to go, uh, or you can just roll with it so it's no accident. Um, Carrie doesn't take blame for anything that she does. It's true. So anything she does is an accident if it goes wrong. Yeah. Also, can we talk about how actual sort of romantic it is no. that Big calls her up? For phone sex? Not for phone sex, but like the way that he starts it. Where Do you he's remember just that like, red dress that you, you wore that, that one time? Yeah, that red dress that you wore that one time because he knows that she's interested in fashion. I'd be like, no. And <laughs> and then like being like, yeah, I like it how, you know, I would take one strap off and the other one would fall off. And like, that's so specific and sexy. Like, that's not just like calling up, what are you doing? What are you wearing right now? Yeah. What did Do you remember that one time you were slobbing on my knob? Yeah. That was great. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cute. I also thought it was funny because Carrie was like, was it the Gucci or was it the, what was it, Prada? Um, It was the Gucci. <laughs> well, whatever. There was two options. There was two options. And Gucci, then Prada. And then he was Big like. Big was just like, oh, the one with the straps. And then and me, Paige, and Carrie at the same time was like, oh, the Gucci. <laughs> yes. So great. But I just love how it's like very specifically tailored to her. And that's very. I've never had that before. So I thought it was romantic. I think I have had that before, but I was super appreciative because my ass one will not remember anything. And if someone started a conversation with. I literally was talking to a friend about this at lunch today. Mm. I was like, if any conversation starts with, do you remember when? My answer is immediately no. And I've already checked out. Yes. And I. (laughs) I love that about you because then that means that I can just keep telling the same stories that I love to tell and it's like a brand new thing. Oh, absolutely. That would happen 100% of the time. (laughs) I like to start my conversations with, do you remember that one thing that just happened right now? And then people are like, that just happened right now. I was like, oh my God, what a great time. It totally did. (laughs) so great. But I thought it was really cute. I actually... um, the, the friend that I'm spending Valentine's Day with, we went to Five Guys uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. I haven't been in like a year. God damn, I miss Five Guys. So delicious. Um, anyways, 
uh, he, he said, do you want to split some fries? And I said, yes, absolutely. And I said, but regular fries or Cajun fries? And I held my breath and he said, Cajun fries. And I went, oh, thank God. I almost had to stop being friends with you. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but it was absolutely hinging on your answer. <laughs> whether um, we'd be hanging out on Valentine's Day or not. What? No, whether I would be speaking to you in two minutes or not. I was going to get my, my hamburger to go. To go. And my Cajun fries <laughs> and, to go. And my Cajun fries. And he's like, well, I'm glad, glad that I passed that test. And so he said, I'll, I'll buy the Cajun fries. And I'm like, okay, I'll just give you a couple of bucks for them. And, you know, we'll split it. Because he offered to split it. And so I went to hand him $2. And I was like, it's for the fries. And he was like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, I can... Like, I can take care of the fries. It's no big deal. And I'm like, okay, listen, I don't know if you know this about women, but we just latch on to, like, any kind thing, so you better stop this. <laughs> because that was, like, super adorable, and I'm falling in love with you. Sorry. Yeah, it happens. That's just the way that it goes. <laughs> you showed an like, ounce of kindness. Yeah, I'm, I'm here forever. <laughs> women are so fucking easy. All you really need to do is pay attention to what the fuck they're saying. The bar and could not be nice. any lower for men. No. And look at all these single sad women. Yep. And this fucking show. (laughs) So Carrie is upset because um, he seems to be very hung up on hating his ex. Mm -hmm. Um, Berger double flips off the answering machine when it's Lauren calling asking for some closure. Which, you're a dick. Why? I mean, she's just calling to ask for some closure and you're getting very hostile well he's still in his feelings about it he definitely okay needs but then closure. maybe you shouldn't be dating somebody else uh, yes all of these things can be true <laughs> like nobody in a right at the beginning of a relationship should see you angry and double flipping off anything correct unless it's a nazi like that's a lot of aggression yes and it's unattractive and Carrie, instead of taking this as a red flag, is just like, oh, how do I make this about me? <laughs> um, why is he still hung up on his ex? What's going on there? And she starts asking all the questions that we knew she would, like the floodgates yep. open up. Mm-hmm. But she was trying not to have this conversation earlier. Right. And I don't think that you necessarily need the closure from the person who hurt you. I think you just need closure. And I think had Carrie not tried to push this conversation off, they could have dealt with their emotions properly, which is what happens at the end of the episode yep. where Carrie finally breaks and she's like, can we please talk about it? Yeah. And it's like, why don't you just talk about it? I feel like everyone should have everyone should have that discussion. Like, you're getting into a new relationship. You don't know about exes or what happened. Mm-hmm. You should sit down and have a very adult conversation about what happened in your previous relationships. So that yeah. you can prevent that thing happening again. Well, Because I- we definitely fall into the same patterns and we do the same things. I don't even think you necessarily have to have a sit-down conversation about it. I think you can sprinkle it in. And I think that's what people are terrified or people are tired of having the event where you have to talk about your ex. I think you can say, oh, like, this happened previously and this is why I would rather respond to this in a given situation where it makes sense. Whereas in this case, Carrie, anytime that actually came up organically, right. shut she it the fuck it. down. Yeah, she hated it. and Because she, she's also super insecure about that. Mm-hmm. Why? Because she's also on the phone having sex with her ex. Her ex-ex. ex 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 Yeah. I don't know how many people. It's Aiden and... Two. Two. Two behind. Who's the other one? Ex-ex. Aiden and then him. Was there not another person? Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. It's been too long. It's... 
<laughs> it's, it's been a whole minute. This is so ridiculous because we should have been able to finish this podcast in maybe like two years. And oh, now yeah. we're probably going to take as long as the show aired for us to finish this podcast. We very well might because we're on like the fourth year now. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, I've been back in Reno half the time that I was gone. Oh, shit. Which is nuts. Because I was, I left in 2004 for Vegas and we moved back five years ago. Cute. And I'm like, how did I, that's so weird because like I've only aged three years, so I don't know what (laughs) happened with that, but it's wild. Um, so they finally talk about it. I'm looking at my notes. Um, and as it turns out, his ex Lauren cheated on him Mm -hmm. and she's calling because she wants closure. And if I was Carrie, I would say, okay, is that something that you want? Mm -hmm. And if he said, no, I've had plenty of closure and I'm done. I would say, okay, so then grow a pair, call her and tell her that. And if he said closure might be a good thing, Mm -hmm. I'd say, well, then call her and make a fucking lunch date and go and hash it out because you can't move on until you've actually closed that door. I agree with that. I think the best option is to have that conversation, but I'm also firm believer. You don't know anybody, anything, especially people who have hurt you. You owe to yourself to get past that and what capacity that means for me, that would mean closing that door with that person. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think that's the case for everybody. I think well, this that's one, why I'm saying, you know, whichever one you want to do. Yeah. Just fucking do it. But you have to be an adult about it. I thought she's going to keep bothering you. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe. Who knows what her life is all about. But it's still... Anybody deserves an answer to whether or not they're going to have closure with you. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just ghost someone. I mean you can i guess <laughs> but it's not the it's not the adult right thing to do correct and i think you are absolutely right in that sense and i'm coming from a place where there have been several times where ghosting has been done by each person involved and there is a part of me that's like i wish we would have just closed it because there are some points where i was the one who ghosted and then i thought about it and i'm like okay but the door's slightly open like what are we going to do? And then those, the other person has had chances where they've also goes to me and they're like, uh, just like that? Fuck you. Suck a dick. But if you, if you had reached out and said, hey, like, I just want to talk and chat and get some closure. Mm-hmm. And they never spoke to you again. Oh, I would be fucking livid. That's shitty. Yeah. yeah I'd be like, like, fuck you. Yeah. Don't do that. But if somebody calls you back and they're like, listen, I understand that you feel like you need closure. Um, that's not something that I'm comfortable with doing. I wish you all the best. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. That's their priority. Uh, That is so adult. Sometimes I don't want to give people that power of knowing that they've affected my life. I've, I don't know that I've done that anytime except for once where it was a friend that I was like friends with in high school. She did some very terrible things. Um, which in the grand scheme of things was probably not that terrible. I was just very set in my ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and she contacted me on, like, MySpace years later. And was just like, hey, how's it going? Everything great? And I was just like, first of all, you didn't come at me with an apology about all the shitty things that you did to me. Um, and you think we're just going to be friends? And I'm here to tell you right now, I am 
only friended you so that I could send you this message, letting you know that I am not comfortable ever speaking to you again. Yeah. And that was it. And I stand by that. Like, I'm still good with it. I would not, like, if she, if I saw her on the street, I'd be like, nah, I'm still good not speaking to you again. But she deserved to have that rather than to send some, hey, how's everything going out into the void and have me not respond at all. Ugh. You're so wise for your years. It's just because I'm depressed. Can I tell you, this is totally apropos of nothing, but I was at Dutch Brothers this morning. Of course. And to those of you who aren't in the know, we're like in Australia or whatever, um, Dutch Brothers is a coffee place that is pretty much known for its incredibly happy staff. Like, I literally go there just to get, like, a serotonin boost. Mm -hmm. Like, the coffee's fine, but, like, I'm not going because of the coffee. I'm going because the people are so wild. There's a hilarious TikTok where this guy is, like, making fun of, of, like, Dutch Bro employees. Where they're just like, hey, how's it going? What's going on? What's your favorite radish? (laughs) Because they're just wild like that and will ask you crazy stuff and sometimes you just need that little serotonin boost of somebody being happy so that you can be happy Mm -hmm. with the rest of your day so i'm at dutch brothers and i get to the front and she said you know hey this is is this your drink order i said yeah she was like okay it's coming right up so i have a question of the day for you and i'm like okay hit me and she said so who would you want to have uh dinner with dead or alive three people and i said okay well um andy warhol Quentin Tarantino, literally those two, just to see how, like, they would interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Because I bet it would be wild. Yeah. Um, and my dad. Cute. Uh, which is what she said. She was just like, oh my gosh, cute. And I was like, yeah, thanks. And I was like, what about you? And she said, um, probably my grandma, my grandpa, uh, and then my, uh, my friend who died a couple of weeks ago. Fuck. <laughs> And I was just like, this is the opposite of my serotonin boost. Oh, my God. Because I just mentioned my dad, who's dead, and she just mentioned three dead people. And now I'm, like, upset. Because what are you supposed to do now? And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. And, like, here's the thing. Everybody who works at Dutch Brothers is, like, 12 years old. Right. I mean, probably not. They're probably, like, 19, 20, but they're still very, very young. Very, very young people. And she does not deserve... To have a friend who died. Like, that's too young. She shouldn't have to deal with that. And I got super upset about it. And I was just like, I'm st- I, like, I'm so sorry. And she was just like, oh, no, you know, it's fine. It's just, it's a part of life, you know. And she gives me my coffee. And I go, okay, thanks. You know, have a, try and have a better day. I, like, pull away and I'm fucking crying. Absolutely. And it never occurred to me until this morning. But I couldn't help but wonder if... The broistas are just really, really happy because they're all masking their intense depression. And they're just like the rest of us. They're just like the rest of us. That's so awful to think about. I thought they were all so happy. (laughs) Can you be both? Can you have a positive outlook and be depressed? Probably, yeah. I know people who can do that. But I think that's just called manic. (laughs) Listen, how dare you? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's just what it is. So, in order to make everything right with Burger, 
Carrie just buys him a new sound machine with new sounds on it instead of the rainforest because she doesn't like frogs. And she can say that she got him this one and doesn't have to be reminded of Lauren. Yeah. But it's actually a lot uglier than the one that Lauren got. Yep. The one that Lauren got. It's like this nice, like, pyramid thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. So that's that. That's that's the episode. Uh, I do want to point out Hmm. that Burger finally decides to share with Carrie what is it that went on. That's where we find out that she cheated. Yes. And he kind of gets a thing where he was like, that hurt me, that killed me, and I was dead until I met you. Mm -hmm. Which I was like, gag. Ah. But I guess for them, sure, this is progress. And then Carrie talks about her ex, or she starts to, and they have the whole conversation in bed. Mm. And I think that's kind of cute. I'm tired of seeing this at the end of each episode. Mm. I would love for this to be the episode. Right, where they're talking about stuff. I want to see those conversations being had. I want to know where they get to at the end of those conversations. Because I feel like if you're watching this and you're trying to learn, then it's like, okay, here's all the bad things, that, or here's what you do wrong. Mm -hmm. Which... It seems like it's saying you need to do the wrong things before you can go forward. Like, you need a one step back, two steps forward kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, no, no. What if we just went forward? Right. Yeah. (laughs) What if we didn't have to regress in order to progress? What if we just progressed? Mm -hmm. And people could see that and that's what they take away from it instead of like, oh, here's how to be catty and make mistakes. Mm -hmm. I, I think this is such bad writing. Yes. Because... She just ended a relationship because she fucking cheated. Yes. And it fucked up the relationship. So obviously you're going to fuck this guy up. She shouldn't have gotten any further with him. She should have heard him say that. And she should have been like, I am not the girl for you. I wish you all the best. Goodbye. And then it's so funny that he's the one who fucks her up. Because that's what happens. Like, you either grow up getting beat or you learn to beat other people. Ooh. Hate that. I hate that. I mean, or you could grow up healthy, too. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're either... Like, what is it? Like, you either die the hero or you live to see yourself become the villain or something? Yeah. Like, same energy. (laughs) Same energy. Same chaotic energy. Yeah. What if you just tried and grew and learned and talked and... I had communications where you're like, these are my insecurities and here's where I fucked up before and I don't want to do that again. Here's how I would like you to help me to keep me in check. And I will also try to keep myself in check. But also I will not take bullshit from you. Yeah, because people aren't adults. Sorry. (laughs) I'm tired of seeing people not have happy lives because they're dumb. That's fair. (laughs) Me waking up every morning (laughs) looking in the mirror. (laughs) terrible uh, i was talking with my friend at lunch this today and um i was like if i ever complain that i have a shitty life know that it's 100 percent my fault he's like what do you mean <laughs> i was like god has presented me with every great gift that he possibly can if that's what you believe in i use it as a general life the universe dharma has provided me with all these things but every time he gives it to me it's like him trying to fit in a square peg into a round hole and i'm the round hole that's just like Mm-mm, can't fit and god's like Take this. <laughs> Here you go. And yeah, I'm like, like sorry, you can't. Nope. It's not the way that I want it. <laughs> and that's why I have any problems that I have right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm definitely growing as a person because I'm having a lot of issues right now that I'm dealing with in a healthy fashion mm-hmm. and not letting my emotions get to me and just being a bitch. Mm-hmm. So... 
I think I'm growing a little bit, but also I haven't had a chance to address the issues yet, mm-hmm. like with the other person. And I think that will be the next step. That will be the part that will be the easiest. Really? Yeah. Because I will be like, listen, uh, A, B, and C is upsetting me for this reason. And now that you know and are aware of this, we can work towards a solution. I like that. I am a very big believer in here is what I am willing to share with you. The ball is in your court now. Mm. I have done what I needed to. Kind of like, we don't like coming back to it, the <laughs> the ultimate love mm-hmm. or what it, whatever that book was. Oh, real love. Real love is so being- I still haven't finished. Being able to give someone all your love and have them do nothing with it and you have being fine with that. Um, in a similar concept, which I guess is just an outstretch, of, an outstretch of love for myself, is being able to say, here are the ways which you have hurt me. Here are the ways where I maybe did not respond appropriately to you and have hurt you. Here is me trying to do the work and grow from that and learn from that. You're welcome to join me in this adventure or you're welcome to leave that behind. But now that I know I did my part and that's all I had to do. Gotta go. (laughs) Yeah. See, I like having the conversation with them because a lot of things that I get upset about Mm -hmm. are perceived things. Gotcha. Um, You know, someone's 10 minutes late. It's because they don't value my time. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily true mm-hmm. from their end. If I talk to them about it and they're like, no, you know, this is the place that I want to be, but I was stuck at work and that's just how my job is. Okay. Now that I know that when they're late, I don't feel the same kind of hurt that I felt before right. because it's understanding. Mm-hmm. Somebody um, told me recently that I definitely need to watch um being negative and i said okay however i'm gonna propose to you that there is more open communication because knowledge will kill the negativity in most situations Mm -hmm. if i know where you're coming from i will probably never be negative about it that i think that's good yeah i think that works no it's like it's if you communicate i won't be negative fair and that's true of any human, not just me. Yeah, I for the agree. most part, I, I think that definitely helps out more. I think people can still have like perceiving things, just because I think some people, some people are underthinkers, some people are overthinkers. I mm-hmm. think that's generally where we have found problems. Some people don't think to <laughs> give some yes. information that might be required of that, which leads to overthinker overthinkers to be like, "Well, here's how I'm going to fill in the oh, blanks." Yeah. I'm an overthinker, and I will 100 percent fill in the blanks. And I'm an on underthinker, everything. where I'm just like, "I know what's wrong," or "I know like what's going on," so that's probably fine. And there needs to be that communication bubble in the middle where the underthinker needs to be told, you. if you just provided me with information, we'd be fine. Mm-hmm. And then the overthinker needs to learn, don't fill in the blanks if you don't have the information. Mm. It's. I think it's... Ugh. People are so crazy. People are I, wild. Uh, <laughs> it's a fucking math problem to talk to people. I hate math. I like math because that is a definitive answer. <sighs> but you can't two plus two on every single person because some people be like, mm, no. It's just like, well, but it's not like two. It's more like mm, two sometimes and like two and a half sometimes. So yeah. yeah. Paige, if they want to hear your two and a half sometimes, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Paige Clarno. You can find me on Instagram at Paige and Reno Land. You can find me on Facebook Page Clarno, comma, podcaster, etc. You can find Joe 
Where? <laughs> I was like, uh, go for it. I won't like um, Petty Prince Jr. on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can find the show at We Swear on Chanel on Twitter and Instagram. And you can email us at I Couldn't Help a Podcast at gmail.com. Perfect. Any closing thoughts? Um, go vote in your local elections. Make sure you caucus for the candidate that you want to see up front. Let it not be Michael Bloomberg um, <laughs> or Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I don't know. Live your best dreams, communicate as much as you can, and also realize that the world's problems aren't your problems. Just handle your own, and that should be enough. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next time, because we really don't know when next time is. Mm-mm. Our schedules are crazy. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to have an episode, and then we just didn't. And yeah, so enjoy them as they eke out. <laughs> They're a surprise every single time, and you should be thankful for the Lord's gifts. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe we'll just, like, marathon some oh my god at some some juncture and after that i will be dead (laughs) well maybe but until next time remember always always wear wear a a condom. condom bye bye it's not stopping it's not stopping